Gentlemen, welcome back to the Woody Allen Retrospective right here on Planet Tyro. I'm your host, Arnold Wonder, and I'm joined once again by the hashtag Men2 founder, Simon Rad. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're the one that started the Men2 movement, <laughs> apparently. Oh, am I? Am I? A Men2 movement. The only problem is I don't like men, and I don't defend men. I think most of them are guilty anyway. So <laughs> lock them up and throw away the key if you ask me. Yeah, guys, man, we're still in that hot climate. But unlike the other discussion, we're just going to stick to the movie this time. You're gonna, this is going to be a short one, believe me. Guys, last time we actually spoke about one of Woody Allen's most celebrated movies, one we spoke about pretty favorably. That's 2013's Blue Jasmine. We also got into the Dylan Farrell discussion. Again, it was a long-ass podcast. If you missed the discussion, you can go back on the top right-hand corner of the YouTube card and go back and listen to that discussion. Guys, you know this is part of our retrospective. If you don't, it's obviously your first time listening. You've come in at a very interesting recording. But what we what we do is we've covered every single Woody Allen movie. We're way into the 50s. We're catching up right on the heels of his latest movies. We're in the 2010s. When we do these discussions, they're spoiler discussions by your hosts, myself and Simon Rez, as I mentioned before. And there's nothing else to say, but we're going to do another, you know, I don't want to say a sidestep because this is a movie featuring Woody Allen. It's just not one that he wrote or directed himself. And every once in a while, I feel like Woody Allen kind of gets, he just wants to let loose. We've spoke about other movies where he just kind of does something else. He works on someone else's project or something that someone else wrote. And it turns out with very varying results. I'll let Simon discuss what the movie's about in the synopsis. It's a very interesting title by the name alone. But uh, we'll let Simon get into it and then we'll pick it up from there. Well, I thank you for the honors. I can't wait. Yeah, as you can tell, I am a huge fan of this one. Uh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So we're stuck in the same year. 2013 so this was a quick one i don't think uh, much effort was put in but the movie's called fading gigolo and the most interesting part of it the film is actually the director john turtoro who is a brilliant actor we all know him he was in a ton of movies actually one of his biggest accomplishments is that he's been in over 60 films he's a long time spike lee collaborator from yes. do the right thing He's in the blockbuster franchise Transformers. He most recently did the HBO miniseries The Night Of, where he was brilliant. He won a ton of awards and That's nominations. That's where I saw him last. With that, did you watch that series? It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With I, I recommend it. Yeah, I recommended it to you, motherfucker. I think you did. It was obviously it was a British adaptation. We never spoke about it on the channel, guys, but highly recommend. There's no, there's no, no such thing as British adaptation. We just take good ideas and make it better in the American way. Yeah, take like pizza. You take things, you grab things, right? You Americans, you like to grab things right by the, by the, by the coattails. Yo, Is that how it goes? Yo, oh, those diamonds on the real family's jewelry—they don't look too British either. They look somehow. <laughs> it, it, Awfully yeah. Indian. Can you explain that? We're, like, all, we're uh, all in it together. So we're all in it together, <laughs> British and Americans. Are fucking assholes. Let's, let's leave it at that. But uh, 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. getting back to the movie, yeah. they should call this fading interest. To be honest with you, because that's that's closer to to what the movie's about. Obviously, John Turturro, being a very accomplished actor, he's an artiste. And this film, he tried to let the artist out a little bit. Like I researched it, his his directorial debut from 1992 called Mac is critically acclaimed. Great film, great effort on his part. You know, respect. But after that, he got very selective. Obviously, he's working a lot as an actor. So when he writes and directs something, it's very, you know, special for him. He really doesn't care about the commercial scene. It's sort of personal or something that at least is a personal interest. And he tries to do something different. And I think Woody Allen being sort of the ultimate actor and director since he makes a movie every year he frequently stars in them he writes every single thing he directs a lot of people look up to them him and look at him as inspiration for making that you know daring to do that you know being brave enough to direct themselves in a film and making that next step to from being in front of the camera to stepping behind the camera as well so i get it why he approached woody allen when Woody Allen's name came, you know, some sort of recognition because the cast is quite impressive. You have Sharon Stone, Sofia Vergara, and uh, Vanessa Paradis. And don't forget Lev Schreiber. He's been in the Woody Allen movie before as well. Lev Schreiber. Oh, Lev Schreiber. Yeah. Uh, who Again, giving it his all in this one. But let's just get into the plot because, honestly, I'm going to hand this back to you because I did not feel this movie a lot oh uh, you did it simon with beautiful women like Sharon stone as well come on how could you uh, i'm more of a sofia vergara guy anyway but that's the whole point so from the title fading gigolo you think okay this is probably a sexy movie right like this is some erotic movie with a bit of woody allen comedy no what this is is one of those movies where it doesn't know what it wants to be. So the film starts off with Woody Allen and John Turturro at a bookstore that Woody Allen owned for many generations, but he has to give up. And it quickly establishes that they're in a pinch. They're friends, but John Turturro is down on luck, down on money. He does part-time work at a flower store. And Woody Allen basically currently has nothing to do. And for just for you, Don, your boy, Woody... You want representation and you want diversity. Oh He's God. like a, a, a granddad of what six black Jewish kids or something. That I don't some, even know. It is so forced. It is like, come on, man. You, you're not even. <laughs> you're not even going to ease. His, you're not even going to tip your toe in this shit. He's got like six black kids around him, and he's got a. I couldn't even tell if this woman was his wife or his someone he knows. Or it was just no. Like, that was, I think that was his daughter. Or I think because the movie's not very clear about it, maybe he just lives there, so they call him uncle because they're none of that. But no, because they keep referencing like the mother. So I think Woody Allen's wife is black, and that chick is his daughter, and all those kids are his grandkids, or whatever. I don't know. It's ironic you say diversity. It's not. It's not exactly Woody Allen movie, but it's nice to see him mixing it up i just i was taken aback by that fact i would actually forgot to bring it up but that is that was weird but it's a subplot that goes nowhere and you should get used to that because that's the whole movie so by 
a lucky circumstance, Sharon Stone, who happens to be wealthy, uh, is kind of bored and disappointed with her husband. And she has an interesting relationship with her close friend, Sofia Vergara. And they keep talking about all sorts of ideas, fantasies. And one day she just acts on it. And she happens to know Woody Allen, at least his character. Yeah, because she's his doctor, which is weird as well. Yeah, his psychiatrist, which they don't, they only mentioned twice. And I was like, what? She's his psychiatrist? This lays about rich. What? Anyway, sorry, carry on. (laughs) Anyway, so that's the setup that she basically suggests to Woody Allen if he knows a male prostitute to offer services for her and her friend. And that's where Woody gets the idea that, hey, maybe I can ask John Totoro because he's not doing much. I could use the money as well. And they team up to be basically a pimp and a male escort. But like I said, the movie doesn't really know what it wants to be. So first you think, okay, maybe this is going to be like a erotic comedy or yeah. like a bit more goofy comedy. Or maybe like it goes into the more serious territory. It's like an erotic drama. No. It has a bit of that, but then it goes into this, you know, uh, sophisticated vibe where instead of showing sex scenes, we see them dancing and have deep conversations about, you know, music and sports. But then the movie switches again and it becomes sort (laughs) of uh, with this character who comes in played by Vanessa Paradis, if I if I remember correctly. I just saw this 10 minutes ago, by the way, and I'm already forgetting it, but Basically, the movie turns into this old-school, European, very subtle, erotic movie where it's just about connecting and touching, but not naked, just feeling. And I'm like, you better set the tone and actually do something with the story instead of keep jumping around. And slowly you realize that this is one of those films that wants to say that basically human connection Mm -hmm. is better than sexuality. Yeah. And that's, and that's about it. And then yeah. you realize that the rest of the movie, basically 90 minutes, it felt like forever. It's just going to be Vanessa Paradis's character, who's a widow and is very depressed and alienated. And John Turturro's character, who's like a reluctant gigolo, who's not really in it for the money. He doesn't mind the money, but he recognizes that the women are vulnerable and that there's more to them than just you know hey simon 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 don't give away the whole plot you gotta leave something for people who actually want to see it let, let me let me jump in here oh yeah, yeah okay talk about leaf schreiber then because we didn't get to him so insert his whole extreme jewish community subplot in this which is also apparently a big part of this film well you know what man let me just let me just overall say this movie is a massive disappointment and that's because you pretty much said it, it starts off as one thing and it ends up as another, and it's like four different... They're in the same realm, but they're different tones. This movie's got four different tones of the romantic the romantic comedy genre, and they're kind of... They seem very elegant and deep and sophisticated, but they do not mesh, and this movie could have been about two of any of these things, and, it's, and it just doesn't work. And to me, if you watch the trailer, it's sold as a romantic comedy with a little bit of edge, with a little bit of sophistication, and what it just comes off is, is it's trying to become more than it actually is. Now, I don't want to crucify John Turturro too much for being ambitious, but he really should have looked at it overall and said, I can't do all this in one movie. Because Woody Allen in this movie just comes off like an afterthought. Now, he's there to get you in them. Don't get me wrong. You could mistake this as a Woody Allen movie featuring John Turturro, 
but it, it really does end up being the opposite. Joshua Tua featuring Woody Allen, but the way the two switch and Woody Allen's plot doesn't mean anything anyway, it kind of just like, I feel like I was watching another movie where the actors are basically just having fun. And that's fine, but I still want to see us. It's still a movie. It's still a story. And by the end of it, by the very end of this movie, it's kind of like, meh. The story was building up to, it's not about that. It's about connecting. And I just thought, you know, and I, and I just thought, you know what, you know what, man. If it was a comedy, if it was a comedy through and through, that would be forgivable. But because the movie tried to get emotional and tried to have some resonance, and you tried to have all these stereotypical characters from the religious angle to the quirky to the, you tried to put a twist on them to see that say they're kind of offbeat, but the story means nothing and it's just human connection. I was just like, this is this movie is just stupid. I know, I know, trying to be sweet. You, you say this movie is about connecting. To me, this movie was about disconnecting. Disconnecting the television from the fucking power cord because I couldn't take it. Hell, I mean, you mentioned the religious angle. I mean, that's the kind of specialty of the movie that it zooms in on the New York, Brooklyn... Jewish scene. Jewish Jewish community, yeah, where people dress traditionally. There's another subplot with Woody Allen trying to get his black grandkids to kind of loosen up the more strict upbringing white jewish kids so that come from a stricter upbringing and they're not as fun and they don't play sports or something and there's a bunch of rabbis and at one point they try to come after woody allen and john totoro for what they're doing and leave schreiber is like this neighborhood watch guy who has a crush on the depressed widow chick and honestly all that it, it just comes off weird because well when you depict people being so traditional in a religious sense, there's no upside to it. I mean, yeah. what does that look like? It looks like, I don't know, the Amish who are crazy. Yeah. Or it looks like one of those Christian cults. You know, the ones that you only hear about when the women escape the cult and explain how they were basically molested by all these older men because they teach them since they were little girls that that's like G- Jesus's will. And that's what I mean about the tone. That's what, because by, by the end of the movie, they try to give the woman her moment to address the council that are overlooking her. And, you know, when she tells you about her, her oppressive husband, it's just like, this is a different movie. This is a bit too serious for this movie. And it could have been a movie, like a, I see a movie here where John Turturro becomes this gigolo, actually falls in love and decides that he wants to help this woman. They come from two different sides of life and they meet together. I'm like, even that movie is kind of hulking, kind of like, eh. But by the end, the movie completely div- diverges away. No, it's not about that, really. That is not where it's going. So I'm just like, okay. By the end, the characters all separately, I don't know what they've all gone through. I mean... The widow has obviously gone through a sexual awakening, a, a romantic awakening. But the way the movie was written, if that was the main focus, they didn't write that well either. And it was done halfway through the movie. It's a frustrating movie. It really is. I don't. I actually don't want to spend too much time criticizing the movie because I really, I feel like John Totoro took this movie from a personal space. I felt like maybe he grew up with someone or maybe he knew someone, a widow, because I really felt like this is a bit too personal. This doesn't seem like it came out of nowhere. 
but he still wanted to add Woody in. To oh yeah, especially the way, especially the way he depicted the community. I think that's yeah. probably similar to where he grew up in. But here's the thing: like putting Woody Allen in the middle of this, I understand that he is like a, a role model for actors who also want to write and direct. But he's only Jewish in a sense that he keeps making fun of Jewish people because he's an atheist and he's like they try to make me jewish my parents are jewish but i think the whole thing's stupid so him being in here it, it really doesn't make a whole lot of impact because he's playing a version of his on-screen persona but he's not zooming in on his usual dialogue yeah. that people love and his usual jokes so he's kind of half-baked yeah. everybody else just rolls with things nobody the movie never really addresses the issue that basically it's crazy to live like that and then in terms of the woman's story when she has her moment even that is like you know eh, i guess i can just move on and be with this guy even though he's probably nuts too but yeah whatever i guess shabalama I don't know. And John Totoro, I mean, his character doesn't speak at that point because he's too busy being trapped in this European guitar music montage of having deep thoughts on the porch. I'm like, okay, I get it that you're a brilliant actor and you can evoke a lot of emotion without saying anything, but damn, speak. <laughs> Say something. I don't remember. I know uh, Leb Shriver was another Woody Allen movie previously. I don't remember what it was. It was a small part. Here, he's just like, uh, obviously... He's, uh, he uh, was, uh, you know what he was in. He was he was in another sidestep movie, the one with Peter Falk. He was, uh, he was oh, the cast, yes. casting director in the beginning. Sunshine Boys, exactly. Yeah, when yeah. Peter Falk shows up for the commercial and he tries to make all these bad jokes and the movie thinks it's hilarious, but you just think like shoot this old man you know like like who would put up with it look man what i like about this movie is i didn't mention it. i like first part of the movie where you think it's going to be a sexy comedy with this old style jiggler because then with the alice telling them you're sexy for your age and you are a great lover and they start with that in the beginning i thought that it still would have been a thin movie if that was the whole movie don't get me wrong i don't i don't know where the movie would have went if that's where it was and also going. it's it's not it's not directed very thrilling like i said this the movie switches from erotica to this, oh, no, 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 we are more sophisticated than that. We're going to put on some nice classical music or fancy jazz or old school Latin, you know, uh, world music. And we're going to dance tango and we're going to have deep conversation. I'm like, okay, then don't call the movie Fading Jiggle. Call the movie Fading Limp, you yeah. know, Lost Potential. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's not much more I can say. I just found the movie extremely, not extremely, I found it frustrating, especially by the, the first half was over and you saw where it was going. You saw it was going, trying to be more emotional and try to be more genuine with, I, I I saw what he was doing. It didn't mesh. He should have just stuck with either a straight drama about this widow and this guy falling up. That could have worked or it could have been just a comedy thing. Either movie wouldn't have been that good. But this isn't even two movies meshed. I don't know, man. And I, I was thinking, would I be offended if, this, if I was Jewish? Because it's very stereotypical. All in the hat. It's just like, it's just coming. Isn't the whole? I'm sorry, but isn't the whole point of being Jewish that you can't be offended because you're already guilty, so you can only feel sorry? Wow. To see, you just really, do you really take the piss? 
I know you're being. I know what you're saying is semi semi true. I know you say. It's, it's I mean, I mean, I mean that, that's why you can't eat stuff at certain points, right? Because you need to suffer for your sins. That's oh, why you need to starve yourself. Isn't that like the the hot Hanukkah and the the other thing that comes before it, where the, the I don't know. I, I thought I thought I thought that was the point. Everything that's coming out your mouth is the kind of jokes Woody Allen would make in the movie itself. The self referential, <laughs> partly true, but harsh kind of jokes. And I will say this: Woody Allen and Joe Torre have some good chemistry in the movie, and they have a few good lines with each other, especially when they're deciding. He's like, "So, what am I, your hoe?" You know, <laughs> there's a few that this is kind of funny, <laughs> but it can't carry the movie. It's it's kind of a passable movie. So if we go on Rotten Tomatoes IMDb, it's pretty much panned. People were like. Where did this come from? Was this your? Is this what you were really going for? Everyone's kind of perplexed what this was going for. And I, I agree. I understand Woody's blowing off some steam. We said it so many times in those other movies. Seeing from a more picking up the pieces. He likes to blow steam. Woody Allen's obviously having fun here. He's not bothered. He do not have to direct. He's just having fun. John Turturro looks like he's in the middle of writing a masterpiece. That he thinks he is, but <laughs> yeah, he, he has all these deep moments uh, of this character going through all these epic, I guess, think sessions, you know. But with this music, this you know, deep, uh, it's not piano, it's a deep uh, Spanish or Italian and guitar music. And I'm like, there's nothing going on, dude. What are you thinking about? Watch TV instead, it's more interesting. As always, one of the last things I say when we always watch these movies that Woody Allen is actually not in creative control over is, could Woody, under creative control, made this film better himself? Because I feel like he could have, but it w- I think it would have been more of an attack on religion. If it wasn't a thriller, I don't think it would have been as sexy. It would have been more goofy. It could have worked probably better in the 70s with goofy Woody Allen. It would have been one of those kind of romp movies. But in the 90s and where he is right now, it might have been a it might have been a serious drama. If Woody, it would have probably been a serious drama because that's what he's kind of doing in this era. I think it would have worked better as a, a serious Woody Allen drama. And if we talk about, as you mentioned, the directing, it was nothing special. The music, it was, it came on very thick with the kind of jazzy influence of Woody Allen music. It, it came, it was even a bit too harsh for me. Woody Allen is a bit more subtle. So in Woody's hands, it would have been a better dramatic movie. But John Turturro, eh. You know, if you're, I wouldn't even say Die Hard Woody Allen fan, you to check this one out. It's not really a Woody Allen film, he's just in the movie. This is a John Totoro movie featuring Woody Allen, and it's a bit of a mess, so I would say skip it. To be honest with you, if this Woody Allen wasn't in the film, we probably wouldn't be watching this, Hell or no. we wouldn't have watched it at all. No, aside from the title, I never saw anything about this movie. Period. This was like a relic that we just dug up, and this came out, you know, not even. I'm going to guess five years ago now, but yeah. really four years ago. So yeah. it should be more in the public consciousness, but it really isn't. I don't know. Maybe if it was a younger cast, it would be more memorable as well. Be more sexy, more relevant. But an older cast doesn't really resonate well with the audience as well. So again, it's very niche. A very, very niche movie. Guys, if you've watched the movie, which again, looking at the scores, it's not very well received i'm surprised it even had a limited theater run like really but the star power could have let it, let it and the, the studio could have let, let it do that woody allen you know sharon stone they could have pushed this movie to the theaters but it had a limited release didn't do very well didn't make a lot of money and now it's a relic but of course as we're doing the woody allen retrospective we're covering everything and thank god this will be one of the last side steps we just full steam ahead with woody allen movies even though simon keeps reminding me 
we've got a one more sidestep, but that is a Woody Allen production. So, guys, look forward to that. And Simon, thanks for joining me on this one. And I'm glad this was one of the shorter ones that makes up for last week's one hour rendition podcast. Oh, yeah. Enough said. Let's not do more of these, please. Okay. <laughs> we've done them all. Let's not do these. We've done them all. So this is it. We've done them all. So, can oh, pat, you, uh, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Oh, Simon's tired. I'm tired, and you know. Uh, yeah, the the only the only thing that pissed me off in this movie, like seriously, his first assignment as Gigolo is basically that Sharon Stone and Sofia Vergara won a threesome. I'm like, what kind of luck is that? It's not some 80 year old woman or some you know. Poor, it's not like uh, Fight Club, you know, where the the poor chick who's a cancer patient and she's on chemotherapy and she's like has two months to live comes up like, please somebody have sex with me i'll pay you it's not like that he gets sophia vergara i'm like what he does sleep with one heifer there's one other woman that just comes and goes and she's a not such a beautiful woman and you know what i'm glad you brought it up because speaking of the john totoro spike lee comparison spike lee did the movie i think it was in the mid-2000s called she hate me with anthony mackie and kerry washington where it's a very similar theme where he's having sex with all these women to impregnate them though because he's a and uh, they this had a lot in common with that movie a lot and I thought they were going down the same route even though people hate that movie and Simon if you haven't watched that movie well you obviously haven't because you would be drooling because it's all beautiful black women <laughs> pretty much porn oh, scenes pretty much porn uh, scenes for that whole movie so you know. I need to watch that movie now. I'm, uh, I, I like Spike Lee's early filmography. I think uh, Inside Man was the last movie I really liked from him. You'll actually hate me because of the women. I'm just bringing it up because I felt like this was kind of the same movie, but she hate me as a structure. This movie just goes off the rails. Structure-wise, just goes off the rails and it's telling stories between multiple characters that don't really go anywhere. So anyway, we already finished the review. Just wanted to add that on the top. Guys, if you've watched the movie, that's what you think in the comments down below. Not really a high recommendation, but that's why you listen to us so you can decide whether after this you're going to still watch it. So at your own risk, go seek the movie if you like. Simon, thanks for joining me on this one. As always, guys, don't forget you can tweet myself at Don Tyro and Simon no, Simon no, I, I can mute no, your voice no, so you no, can keep no, saying no, no. No, no you can tweet no, no. Simon at Simeon underscore Rad no. with all your thoughts so feeling and guys if you can't tell because I muted his voice he's saying no all the way through this so tweet him all your criticism all your feedback we'll see you on the next recording guys thanks for listening subscribe to the channel take it easy <laughs>